This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And this is The Walking Dead Sessions, based on roundtables I've covered throughout the years, virtually and in person. And on today's episode, we're going to have some of The Walking Dead cast. And that includes Seth Gilliam, who is Father Gabriel, Lynn Collins, who is Leah, the jilted lover of Daryl, and Michael James Shaw, who is Mercer. The Walking Dead has had its share of betrayals. It's so interesting. Betrayal has been a theme in my life. So, you know, a lot of people, when people ask about Leah and, you know, is she a bad person? Is she a good person? I'm like, well, you know, in her mind, she's been betrayed by Daryl twice now. You know, he left her and now he's choosing, you know, he lied to her and he's choosing his people over her and her people. And, you know, who this, um, I know for myself, when I have been betrayed, I feel like in some ways I was never more dangerous because a breaking of trust was so personally affronting to me because of the nature of my childhood and the pain that I survived and everything that as an adult, when these things have happened to me, I just, I become my worst in a way um, because this idea of an eye for an eye. So the question trust, you know, for me, I go into any relationship and I have to start square one with trust because it's so difficult for me when it's broken, you know, for me personally, very difficult to come back from. So and I, and I think that's what we see in this character, Leah. But now that being said, I believe in miracles. <laughs> and I believe that if you truly, you know, love someone, you're going to be able to get down into that nitty gritty and heal that wound and, and heal that um, basically the knife in, in the trust body, so to speak. I think you can't really have a great relationship, be that intimate, romantic, familial or you know, a working professional relationship if there isn't that trust. Um, so can it be rebuilt? Yes. But I think that that's the ultimate yoga, so to speak, you know, the yoga of relationship where, you know, physical yoga, you're in a pose and it's begins to hurt physically. Well, you have to go into a different place to, to bring yourself to the fruition of that moment of that task. And I think with betrayal and relationships, that is what it is. I mean, how do you, you stick in you, you uh, mostly for yourself, you know, cause what's the other alternative to just ghost people. And then you're alienated, you know, because everybody betrays everybody on some level at some point. I'm not sure how the, uh, how the issue of trust uh, plays with father Gabriel aside from maybe whether or not he trusts himself to do uh, the right thing in any given circumstance. I think that's been kind of a, a struggle for him. Uh, throughout his journey on the show. But I think he definitely has trust and faith in his, uh, in his people, in his comrades, uh, more so perhaps than he may have in himself. Uh, speaking of, uh, on Mercer and um, trust, I think with the, the situation that he's in, trust is earned. Um, mm. And it's something that he himself had to dig within to find uh, um, for the Commonwealth to trust him. Um, so the stakes are very high. So it's all based on actions and uh, those coming in to uh, abide by the protocol, you know. More on The Walking Dead sessions with Seth Gilliam, Lynn Collins, and Michael James Shaw in a moment. 
Well, speaking of trust, but what about faith? Do you think your characters, did, did, has Leah lost a little bit of faith in her cause? And Father Gabriel actually confronts faith in one scene we won't talk too much about. And for Mercer, do you, does he still have faith in what the Commonwealth stands for? We'll start with Lynn first and kind of go from there. And I think at this point with Leah, where we see her, she's lost everything, you know, when we meet her in season 10, she's already lost, you know, in her, she's lost her family. She's lost the little boy that she was raising as her own. Then she ends up losing Daryl. And we see her find her family again. And then she loses it all again. I think at this point, her faith is gone. I, so I think she's so dangerous at this point because it's all gone and there's just nothing to lose. Um, you know, she had a good therapist. I'm sure we could get her back to some sort of like, but at this point there's not, you know, this world doesn't have that. And it's, you know, she's, I think hopeless at this point, but furious. And, and this is right. This is so sociopathy coming into play. You know, this is where she goes, this dark turn. Father Gabriel has has struggled with his faith off and on throughout his journey uh, on the show. Um, I think for him, it's it's part of one of the building blocks of his of of the one of the foundations of his uh, of his very essence. And uh, I think that um, I think the writers have done a really interesting job with addressing his faith back and forth. And uh, it's been fun to play. If I were to say anything more, I, I think I would be, uh, I might be ruining some future episodes. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, cut myself off with that. For, for Mercer, um, in a way, the Commonwealth is like a manifestation of faith. It's faith in like a, a new tomorrow, faith in, um, human beings being able to live as they were um, and almost forgetting the outside threat that has befallen the world. It's, it's built into the Commonwealth, I feel like, faith. Don't ruin anything, Michael. Ah, it's so hard. <laughs> Let me shut up. Let me shut up. <laughs> the Commonwealth is faith, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> Commonwealth is faith. <laughs> Every war has a sacrifice. What could be their characters? I think Father Gabriel is willing to sacrifice um, other people. I'm not sure if he's going to be sacrificing himself at this point. I think he's pretty driven um, in his darkness where we're at in the uh, in the storyline. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think he's. I think he's at the point where he's not hearing the voice of God the way he used to. So he's relying more on his instinct. And um, I think that makes him a much more dangerous character. I think I kind of articulated this before, but I, you know, this, all these characters in this world, it's like a constant sacrifice. It's like, you know, they wake up and what are they sacrificing today? And how do they feel about it? And, but I think for Leah, you know, the heartbreaking part about playing this part was that 
you know, they really did want to establish this love between Leah and Daryl and they both sacrifice that love for their families. And I think there's something for Leah, it just hollowed her out to have to do that, to have to make those choices and then ultimately lose him and all these men she was trying to protect. Um, it's just a dangerous place to be because now it's like eye for an eye, revenge, and that's it, you know? Uh, the sacrifice of... This, this is another dissertation, like, you know, talking about the sacrifice that all of these characters make and continue to make. And I don't know, as somebody coming in, I've only been here, you know, w- with the cast for a year. I just... This is why I love this show to begin with as a fan, just the acting, the commitment, emotional commitment that these actors bring to this world to where, you know, you step on set, you know, we're all having a good time, but because of the level of commitment and focus and dedication, that world pops right around you to where you can go to these emotional places, these heightened, you know, Greek tragedy moment to moment to moment. So intense because your fellow actors have created this like membrane around you. So just kudos to, you two cast members here and, and all you guys have done to create this little nest for me to come into and just give it, give it everything. Let's take a break from the walkers on dead sessions. And we'll be right back. Back to the dead sessions, walkers and much more. The flip side that every season has had is normalcy and a lightness. Well, we see that from your characters. Yeah, those moments of normalcy are kind of like little nuggets you um, you hope for. And um, when they happen, it's super joyous to work on. But they have to be earned, you know, uh, just like in, in the world that we've created. Um, they, they don't come easy. So and you often lose something in the gaining of that, you know, uh, which is the unfortunate like juxtaposition of it, you know. At this point, I don't think anything that happens with her is going to feel normal. I think it's just all. Um, it's funny. It was like <laughs> we never see any in the woods, do we? <laughs> I should have. I would have done that as Leah at this point. That would have been awesome. <laughs> no, I don't. She's like past the point of like. I think I'm trying to re- to think back. You know, it's. It, it's been a long season, uh, a long shooting season so far, but I, um, I'm not sure how many moments of normalcy there are for father Gabriel, um, in this season. I think he's so fraught, uh, with the challenge to his faith that, uh, it'd be hard for him to be normal in any given moment or circumstance piggybacking off of Lynch in the woods. It'd be great to have a scene where you hear somebody yeah. And then what the response is to that. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> talking about a shift in the final season. I think there's um, some new and interesting color palettes that, uh, that come into play. Um, once we introduce uh, the, the Commonwealth, um, that I thought was kind of interesting. It just seemed like there, there's color again in, in the world of The Walking Dead. Um, aside from that, anything I would say would be a spoiler. I don't want to speak too much about it either. This is tricky territory. 
because, um, you know, just like my personal character's journey, you know, we've seen her two ways now. We've seen her like sort of domestic with Daryl and 10. And now we see her as like the Reaper queen, but now everybody's gone. Like now we're going to see a whole different layer to her, but she's also quite isolated from everything that's like happening kind of. So I think, you know, just this whole Commonwealth in general has really come in to juxtapose the entire show up until now. And that's, I, I mean, I hope the audience and fans are finding it interesting that you're seeing these people, you know, we, we know them in the wilderness, right. But what are they in this place and how, how do they maintain? I mean, this leads me to a, a conversation we were having on set, which was exactly about what's a villain, what's not a villain, what's a good guy, what's a bad guy. And this idea that our, our heroes have actually, if you look at what, you know, the villains that have come in, well, the heroes have done just as crazy, violent stuff as them. Going back to this idea that like a villain never thinks they're a villain, a bad guy never thinks it's a bad guy. But I do think that as these episodes go on, I think that line gets blurrier and blurrier instead of becoming more distinct. You know, I think, and that's the beauty of this show is that we don't have to put them in a box. We don't have to put these characters in a box and the writers are going to keep throwing, you know, curveballs at you so that even if you try, you can't. And, and I think that is what makes the show different in general. You know, it's, it's not a cookie cutter. And I'll just stop there. How have the actors' lives changed because of this series? It's afforded me the ability uh, and the opportunity to see a good deal of the country and and um, and other parts of the world doing conventions and meetings and and greetings and and such. I've 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 been to tons of cities now and uh, and um, been to Australia and Japan and. Uh, France and Holland and uh, and and many cities throughout uh, throughout the United States that I would not have uh, planned trips for myself or not have been able to afford, um, and I've been able to meet so many different people from walks of different walks of life and, and uh, different. Uh, things that, uh, that motivate them to, to face the day. Uh, and that so many fantastic conversations, um, with fans throughout, literally throughout the world, um, that I don't think I would have had the opportunity to do on, a, on like a cop drama, you know, there weren't any like conventions in France for the wire, you know what I mean? Or, uh, or Japan or tell me about what it's like playing a cop. You know what I mean? So uh, I am very grateful to uh, to the show for that, for expanding my horizon. Well, I uh, spent the last, I guess, like six years raising my son on, on my own. And that meant that there are a lot of um, jobs that I couldn't do. You know, I had to make a lot of sacrifices for that. And um, I was just actually... It's funny, like when 2020 happened, I was like, I already live this way. This is no problem. <laughs> I got this. Um, but this show, I I remember I just I'm a big fan of prayer. And in 2020, I just kept saying, like, I know there's a place that we're supposed to be. I was in L.A. at the time. And I was like, 
take there's a place like i i sort of saw it in my mind's eye and i was like and there's a job aligned with this where i'm able to really explore all the growth that i have accumulated as a mother all these challenges and wanting to put that into art and wanting to be in a place that wasn't a city and then boom i get this job and you know i'm in a small town in georgia with a little house and little yard and you know it's the opposite of how it was and to go on to set and predominantly you know at the beginning really just working with norman and that being just so refreshing because it's so easy in this business to be a dick you know we breathe this rarefied air we have people complimenting us all the time everybody's sycophantic wants something from you and then this cast and crew is just so real and down to earth and such just grounded me in so many ways so even though it's a super successful show like i actually rooted more than i've ever rooted in my life and was able to give my child experiences that, you know, a child could only dream of. So for me, it's um, really just filled out my life. I came down here and I fell in love and, you know, I'm all about that, (laughs) you know, can't even like for six years, wouldn't date at all. So it's actually given me like, I mean, multiple prayers have been answered through this project. Um, And that way I was like, Oh, I wish it could continue. But I think, you know, every everything what is that everything has a season so even though this is ending it's like same thing you're in a relationship saying that relationship ends but it wasn't all for naught because you learned so much and you changed so much and so you can bring all of that into the next relationship you know that wisdom and that experience that's how i'm viewing this is like i can't wait to bring into my next project all that i've gained and been given through this one uh, this process for me, um, coming out of 2020, has been an absolute blessing. You know, I count the blessings every day. Um, you know, just com- coming out of 2020 and being discombobulated to land here and find a home. And uh, similar to Lynn, like I was out in LA, and this this quiet kind of peace in South Georgia is um, it, it's been wonderful. Um, and I'm closer to my actual family as well. Um, yeah, it's just been blessings on blessings, just kind of piling up, you know, just counting them every day. Thank you, Seth. Bye-bye. Every time Starship day. Troopers is on, I always catch it. Every time. <laughs> That's a fun movie. It sure Thank is. You. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The Walking Dead is on AMC Plus, where you can see the past and the future of this universe. Plus, the new series are on AMC. And a reminder that Sci-Fi Talk Plus continues its special offer for you and your friends and family. Now almost approaching a thousand episodes, commercial-free, uncut, and even special programs. This episode, for example, you'd be listening to it commercial-free. Best part about it right now, it's free. Click on the link in the show notes for that free lifetime access. But this special offer will expire, so take advantage of it before it does. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening.